0: you're diminishing the value of connection because that's all social media has to be is a chance to connect.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Emily Reagan, and I'm so honored to have you here listening to this podcast. I like to bring on fellow freelancers and other online business owners to tell their story about how they got started and share insight into working in an online business and doing the tasks that will make a business successful. So a lot of times we have other service providers who give insight into their work and their packages and what that looks like. And sometimes we bring on business owners who share what it's like to be on their team or what they're looking to hire. And so this is your place for getting all of those stories. I encourage you to go back and listen to different freelancer stories because you can learn so much. And my guest today is no different, and I'm so excited. I haven't had a guest on like him before who comes from a creative background, truly creative background. He is in theater and his last Broadway show was Wicked, which I'm totally excited. I didn't tell Brett this, but I'm going to Wicked in September and I bought tickets and I'm so excited. I'm going to take my daughter and I think a mom friend and another girlfriend. So I am like totally nerding out about that. So one of the reasons why I loved this conversation with Brett is he shares his journey and going from theater to honing in social media skills to stepping into the limelight as a coach. At first, he was a life coach. Now he's a social media coach. And how he can bring all of his skills to the table, how he's niched down, what he's discovered about his audiences, and really, what is his secret sauce to being successful? Because he has it. I tell my story about how I found him online. I think it was just a fluke, but I just love his reel so much. And you, hint, hint, can get a lot of good audio by watching other people who do reels, and that can spark interest for your own clients. But really why I invited Brett on today, not only to tell his story, but also to help through something that we all face, and that's imposter syndrome. When we are dealing with the doubt and the self-doubt and feeling like a fraud in this online space, and how do we really step up? And run our businesses and really put our best foot forward. So Brett and I are gonna cover a lot. He's a really good advice about social media, which I've never heard it said this way before, and I really loved it. I just I can't believe not all social media coaches are teaching it this way, especially in the noisy environment that we're in today where you need to stand out and really connect with people. And then at the end, he has a really big reels tip. And it's really good if you're helping your clients show up for themselves on social media. So first things first, please connect with him, say thank you on social, tag him, tag me, let us know you listened and you loved it. These type of conversations are really fun, but I also want to know that you benefit from them. And I encourage you to go grab his freebie It is dealing with imposter syndrome. It's called the creative visibility map from imposter to influencer. I know not all of us are going to set out to be this Kim Kardashian influencer of Instagram, but we still need to step out and show our faces for our clients to trust us. And I love how Brett explains it with a Disney castle in mind, and it's going to make so much sense. So let's dive into the show. Welcome back to the show, the podcast. I have my new friend here, Brett Schubert, to talk about life online and stepping out and getting out of the imposter syndrome. So Brett, thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you. Anytime somebody calls himself a unicorn, I'm on board. So let's do this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I want you to start at the beginning and tell everyone a little bit about your background, where you're at, and how you created your online business.
0: Sure. I'm originally from Southeast Texas. I grew up down there, but I was very, very young, six years old when I was bit by the theater bug. I wanted to be an actor on Broadway. That's all I wanted to do. And I spent my entire childhood ambitiously pursuing that. I was dance competitions, choir, president, drama, nerd. I went to every show. I did every community theater show that was near Within a 30-mile radius, I was obsessed. I was just, that was what I was going to do. And everyone who knew me knew that, oh, that's Brett. He's going to be on Broadway. And so I moved to New York, got a degree in theater from a liberal arts school up there. I worked professionally all through college during the summers at different professional theaters around the country. Got my equity card right out of college. Got an agent right out of college and was just really on this path to having a very successful career as an actor, and was very blessed. Like that is really what I what I did for the last 20 plus years. I lived in New York City and was in eight Broadway shows, including The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, my first Broadway show was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And then the most recent Broadway show I did was Wicked. And during all of that journey, like anyone who's ever been a freelancer or an artist knows, You know, the income is not steady. So finding multiple streams of income was was a big goal for me. And I never really I experimented with a lot of things. Like I had done, you know, weighted tables. I was a tour guide. I did retail. And then I had worked with a coach, a life coach, who's actually become a very dear friend of mine. And I was just fell in love with her process and what she was doing. And I was like, I want to do that. Like, I want to, I want to help people that way. I didn't even know it was a thing. So I eventually got certified as a life coach and decided I was going to serve the theater community, the Broadway community. And so I became the Broadway life coach <laughs> nice. and yeah, cause I was like, nobody's doing this and there's so much to understand and know. And I had been so successful for me when I looked back at my life from that six year old and seeing what I had accomplished. I was like i could help somebody like me without all the drama and stress that i had experienced which i kind of skipped over but there was a lot and so (laughs) i was working as a life coach on the side working uh, full-time as an actor and so i had this side hustle and what's great you know when you're working full-time as an actor on broadway is you're making great money so coaching i didn't have to charge people a lot which is also great for actors because they don't make a lot of money or the money that they do make you know the expenses need to be divvied out for training and also living in ridiculous price of new york city so it was great and i really loved serving that community but it was a hard thing to grow because that niche was a niche of people who just wanted to be working on broadway they just wanted to be acting and in order for them to see the value in coaching it took a lot of a lot of sale like a lot of selling and i'm not a salesperson like i (laughs) I like connecting, I like sharing, I like inviting people. And that's really what I teach now, which we'll get into, but it's all an invitation and, and understanding that, I don't know, I was, I was frustrated for a while with serving that particular niche. It was just very limited.
1: There's just a lot of educational awareness that has to happen. It's like the buyer's awareness journey. They're at the very beginning. They don't even know they have a problem. So that's Correct. like the most difficult thing to do.
0: <laughs> Correct. You know, and when I started and I got certified, I was like, well, I wanted Audra McDonald to hire me and I would work with Audra, right? Or I wanted Kelly O'Hara to be like, Brett Shupert my life coach. <laughs> but I was getting a lot of people who were like, I just graduated college and I don't know what to do because you learn like these BFA programs do not set these poor artists up for success. Mm-hmm. And so because a lot of people who are running these programs never actually ambitiously pursued it themselves that so they don't know what to teach. So it's a very interesting thing to fall into that path. Anyway, I digress. I ended up, I'd always been very good with social media. It was just something that I was naturally good at from when Myspace existed, I mean, when, <laughs> when Friendster existed. I mean, I remember yeah. like- Friendster. <laughs> You know and i'm dating myself but like i'm a technologically curious person i can always figure those things out and so it was just easy for me and people would always be like how are you doing this like i can't believe how much you share i can't believe how much you do and i'm like "Eh, i'm just curious like it's and that's the thing i teach to a lot of my creatives now is i say the abcs of being a creative is always be curious oh
1: i love that I have to tell you when I started MySpace, I am such a dork that I started doing it free for our local. Well, I had left that city by then, but I was doing it for the hockey team just so I could experience sports relations and experience like how, what it is to grow a following. Brett, I don't like hockey. I only like sports if I'm playing it, but I was like, such a dork about it. I was like running their entire MySpace page like for free just because I was coming the same point you were. I just wanted to see how it worked for a business because I obviously it was clicking with me that there yeah. was a business opportunity behind it. I'm yeah. embarrassed to say that story sometimes.
0: <laughs> no, but I never really saw anything as like income producing. And that's ultimately, I think the plight of an actor is like, we just love what we do. We just want to do what we love. And like, and that's yeah. really something you have to shift and learn when you come from that background. If any of your people actually work with someone who maybe formerly was an actor or has pursued that business, they're probably going, yes, oh my gosh, my person is not that ambitious when it comes to asking for money. And it's like, oh, and so yeah. it's really putting value on that is really a challenge because I'm like, I just love doing this.
1: Well, we and work that's with a of like, lot of creatives. So yeah. yes, hundred percent, a lot of creatives who do the same thing.
0: Yeah. So I found, you know, with the like social media or even when people were started coming up to me and being like, Hey, how did you get an agent? You know, and that's kind of how coaching fell into place for me. I was like, Oh yeah, I'll have coffee with you. And I'll sit there and tell you all of this stuff that I've worked for 15 years to figure (laughs) out, you know, over a free cup of coffee. And I was like, why am I giving this away for free to this person? I barely know. This is something I've I can refine this. I can learn how to teach this and and make this a business because that i'd rather do that than keep working as a tour guide in you know 10 degree weather in (laughs) new york city so that's kind of how it started and i was doing that auditioning i had tried doing some theater education stuff like teaching younger people and i learned that is not my thing and it's so funny because i think Mm -hmm. Most people are like, oh, you've been an actor probably Broadway for all these years. You should teach teenagers how to do that. And it's like the thing I hate. I hate it. It is just not my thing. Like every time someone says, hey, can you come teach a workshop? I'm like, no, it's not. It's just not my thing. And it's that's hilarious. okay. Yeah. It's like, it, it's interesting the assumption people make around what it is that you've done for so long and then what they think you're supposed to do yes. as an addendum to that. And so... The pandemic hit and I was doing Wicked on Broadway and everything shut down and I no longer had that income and my husband and I were on the path to becoming parents and we were paying for surrogacy and we were like, "Ah, I don't know, we're not gonna be able to afford this living in New York City with no jobs. And I was so blessed that I had built this side hustle for as long as I had that I had a Facebook group, and I had an email list, and I had this community of people that needed guidance. Everyone was like ants, just like, you know, someone disturbed the nest, no one knew what to do. And so my immediate impulse was go live every day in your Facebook group and just support these people who are feeling so lost. And that's what I did. That was my first impulse. And when the pandemic hit, I was we're living in the East Village in a 600 square foot apartment, and I'm going live every day, and I'm emailing friends of mine in the Broadway community and having them go live with me, recording it, releasing that stuff on Instagram. It's just interesting how it all kind of snowballed. Yeah, and I was taking advantage of all this this stuff I had built on on social media, and it was through that next year, year and a half, really, that I started to realize. The majority of people coming to me, they don't want help to be on Broadway, especially at that time. Broadway didn't exist. There was no Broadway.
1: So so I was like,
0: this is so confusing for me. I built this whole brand as the Broadway life coach and there is no Broadway. And then there was all after George Floyd, there was a lot of Mm -hmm. racial awakenings happening within the theater community as well. And I was like, I don't want to be aligned with that. That is a disaster. Like it's already a disaster. And I just was like, I want to shift this. I remember just kind of realizing people were wanting to learn about social media from me. They were wanting to understand how to grow their Instagram because I had done that not just with my own personal brand but with Broadway Husbands, which is a social media account that I started with my husband that now has, I think we have 77,000 followers and we're making income as influencers through that. And so there's another revenue stream. And I love doing that because we get to do it together. So I was like, okay, I'm going to shift this. I'm no longer going to be the Broadway life coach. I'm going to call myself the creative life coach. And I'm going to serve creatives on a broader spectrum. Anyone who's a content creator, anyone who's an actor, anyone who wants to be a creative and make money online doing what they love, and then particularly, I realized I really want to help the LGBTQ plus community because I see so many people as leaders in digital marketing who are not of the queer space. And I just don't see myself represented most of the time, yeah. if at all. And I was like, I want to help represent this community because we deserve to be leaders in so many of these spaces. and. I was like, what if I could help like two trans women this year become entrepreneurs and make six figures? That would be incredible, you know? So like, yeah. that's just where my vision kind of went. And it's been ever since I owned that, it has just shifted me personally, but also my business. And and so that's where I've put most of my focus. And most people that like ask, are you still acting? It's like, eh, yeah, maybe. Like, I think it's so interesting. Everyone wants things to be black and white. And yeah, and it's just not right. Like I, I love to be in the gray. I let the universe and God like tell me what it is I'm supposed to do at this moment. And if an audition comes, I'm not going to say no, You know, like, especially if it's something I really want to do.
1: That speaks right. so much to me because, you know, you know, a little bit of my story being a military spouse and moving all the time and always starting over and never having like this clear career path and where that was going. It was really hard. You look at your peers who know exactly what they want to do. They have their, like it all mapped out. Like some people knew what they wanted to do at 16 and had, was on track for whatever that school is. And I always felt like very different than them. Not that I'm not ambitious and I'm not afraid of commitment, Brett, but you know, I don't want to like pigeonhole myself in one spot. I need to be dynamic and fluid and kind of change with it. And so it's interesting how this space like affords us that. And when you see an opportunity, you say yes, when it calls mm-hmm. you.
0: That doesn't mean that i have to share about it all the time or talk about i mean i think that's really the thing that people have to understand is like there's a difference between for me personally choosing to open myself up to those opportunities but then also does that message serve my audience is that something i'm going to necessarily talk about on my social media because that's not something my audience is following me for so it's just figuring all of that out. I mean, I I think that is sort of the challenge I've had with my Instagram is I grew it, I got verified, all as an actor working on Broadway, and now I'm like teaching Instagram reels and TikTok <laughs> and all these things. And I think there are people who follow me who are very confused, but then I have all these new followers who are like, cool, like this guy is like real because he's done so much, and he's pivoted. And I all love that. Things. So it's yes, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah.
1: What does your business look like right now? Like, what do you offer? And this will be good insight for my community who wants to work for you, you know, and business owners. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. So give, give us a little picture of what that's like and what you're doing. How are you making money? Yeah. Really?
0: <laughs> yeah. So I started just doing one-on-one and my one-on-one prices were still sort of in this actor level prices, which was, which was much lower And what was happening for me is I was had a very full schedule, but not making a ton of money because I was giving these low value rates. Um, And then as people were coming in who were wanting more social media business marketing help, I was offering them the same prices. And I was realizing how much I was leaving on the table. So I shifted last year to a program. So it's now a three month commitment with two private coaching sessions a month and you get coursework. So you get six modules of coursework and then those private sessions are meant for us to check in and customize the coursework for you. It's all through Kajabi. I said, I I used to use multiple services. I now (laughs) choose Kajabi for everything because it saves me so much more money. And I just like having everything in one place because like I said, I am still doing multiple things. I am still, yeah auditioning and doing Broadway husbands and all of those things so the simpler things can be for me the better and that's just how i operate i'm also highly adhd so if i have multiple things in one place it's it's never (laughs) i'm never gonna figure it out uh so the business looks like that so right now what happens is i invite someone to a discovery session or they get on my email list and get invited to a discovery session it's a 15-minute discovery session that is meant for me to sort of diagnose hey i think you'd be a great fit for this program or actually you should just go watch some of my youtube videos or whatever and then the goal is there to get them to enroll in the three-month commitment with an ongoing uh, monthly payment if they want to continue to move forward it's so far i think i started that in february is when i started this new program and it's so far been really great i i feel like the people who are coming to me are much more committed I feel great about the value of what I'm charging. I feel better about it. I will say like now the conversion of getting people from social media into discovery sessions is a little bit harder for, for some reason. I don't know if people are just like, even if I make a post once a week or I grow, you know, trying to grow my email list and get people on my email list. I do find it a little bit challenging to get people into those discovery sessions. I also feel like it's just a saturated space. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of people who offer social media coaching. There's a lot of people who yeah. offer digital coaching. And, and some of those people have hundreds of thousands more followers than I do, but they don't do it the way I do it. And that's exactly. the thing I really try to always remind myself is like the people who are going to come to me are going to come to me because they don't want to just get a high number. They want to be real. They want to be human. They want to connect with their audience on a deeper level. And that's really where my specialty is.
1: Yeah. And a small group coaching program, that's absolutely like what you need to lean into. So yeah, I think there's just a lot of friction To book a discovery call anyway, like that's probably like the hardest CTA to have. As much as I like people, I also don't like people, and I don't want to like block off my calendar. So I think that's like going to be hard to overcome in general. But maybe are you doing launching cycles? Or
0: I was, and I'm trying to do ongoing enrollment right now because it is hard. I mean, the launches are like I did a launch in April. No, I had a baby in April. (laughs) Uh, I did the launch, I think in January is when I did the launch and, and it was great, but then I was gonna, I was gonna try to see how it would go to, to just do open enrollment for six months. So we're kind of in that testing it out zone, but as far as like assistance, right? So I've always kind of had a struggle finding assistance because I always thought, oh, I'll, I'll hire actors who need work. right? but there's so much training involved and so much like just lack of knowledge that it was actually a detriment to my business
1: yes because then you hire people that you like kind of feel sorry for and and
0: then I can't let them go (laughs) right and like I can't let them go they need my income they need the income but I'm not making any money because they're not helping me so Uh, like it doesn't make any sense (laughs) and then I had a great assistant who I loved who she got a full-time job, you know? So that was a challenge too. Like, I'm sorry, I can only pay you this hourly wage, but um, at this point I'm expecting my business to grow, but she was like, yeah, I got a full-time job. I got to go. And I was like, no, you're like, you know, this gold is like a unicorn that I was like, no. (laughs) Um, But then the other thing too, is I really want to, like I said, I really want to support the queer community. And so I really wanted to find someone who identifies in that space. And I was really lucky to have found Jason, I know who just finished your course. Yeah, And he's been such a godsend and really, really helping me out in a lot of ways. But it's, it is definitely, it is such a different world when you learn about CTAs, when you learn about growing your list and analytics and insights and things that people just don't inherently get or understand. And so finding the right person to help and someone who actually understands those things or at least has a slight knowledge on them is a god is a godsend.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's why I started this course is I was in the same boat and I had a lot of smart uh, mainly, you know, military spouse friends, like, cause I'm moving every two years over here and we're all over educated. We're underemployed. We want work, but we also don't want to go into this like 68 hour work week where we never see our family. Cause we know we're just moving anyway. Right. So I started this course for that reason. And I've had people tell me, oh, no one will ever buy a, what do they call it? I'm trying to think of what the like insult was. A general course. And I'm like, but there is nothing like this. This isn't general. It's marketing specific. And there's no, where else do you brush up on everything in one fell swoop, you know, and get trained. Yeah. And so I know this is like the course I needed. And I was so honored that Jason came through because it's a hundred percent like getting that teammate to a point where they speak the language and know what to do and then can run with it and be that indispensable teammate. Like that's the goal. And then to grow up with you as you start to make money, like level up on your team and not everybody can do this work. I get it. Like you might need benefits. You might need that like full-time job but there are plenty of people out there who are looking for part-time work or you know have the flexibility so it could be like a really good fit so thanks for bringing that up
0: yeah no and I I I was also super thrilled because Jason's in the military as well so it was like a really good fit all of it
1: okay let's just take a moment here It's impossible to get referrals without putting yourself out there all the time. It's really difficult to have a community when you're doing the work by yourself. It's also hard to stay up to date when you're just one person, and digital marketing trends, platforms, technology, and strategies change all of the time. And it's no fun having to do lead generation for your business when you'd rather be doing billable hours. So I have a solution for you. Come join my digital marketing work group. It's a tight community of freelancers, virtual assistants, digital marketing specialists, who are all up-leveling in their skills, getting advanced trainings, applying for my job ops, and becoming digital marketing specialists and managers and strategists. This is an online referral community for both skilled and -and up-and-coming digital marketing service pros and virtual assistants. We've shared over 800 jobs with our community. We'd love to have you too. If you need client work, if you need a squad behind you, if you need help raising your prices, promoting yourself to the next level, this is the place to be. You can apply for the work group with the link in the show notes. We'd love to have you. Back to the show. So where did you like learn to do all of this? Did you just fall into it? I mean, <sighs> I know we were talking about mind space, but like what was like that factor? Cause I know once you see it, You cannot unsee it. It's like stepping through the matrix. Like you're so like hyper aware of all the ads and the retargeting and the pixels and the analytics. But when was that for you? What was that moment?
0: I mean, of course, you listen to enough podcasts right? you listen to an Amy Porterfield podcast and you're kind of (laughs) like, wait, what is this? And then you're hooked, (laughs) which is actually how I learned about you, Amy Porterfield. But I, yeah. So it was, again, curiosity. ABCs of being creative, always be curious. Mm -hmm. I would literally be backstage in my dressing room on my laptop, learning about, you know, insights or learning about, you know, how to grow your YouTube. I would just like go deep dive into these things. But mostly it was just about doing it and failing and doing it badly. There's some really (laughs) shitty content out there that I've made over the years. And, you know, not being afraid to make that stuff and and see what sticks. But like seriously, I had to you know make some really bad YouTube videos or make some really great YouTube videos and they got no views. And I had to go, "Why is that? What did I do wrong? What am I missing out on?" You know, or I would spend so much time just envisioning things and just taking step by step action to make that vision real. And so that's really I think the It's such a hard thing to explain to people when people like, well, so what is it you do really well? And I was like, well, I'm a storyteller first and foremost, right? Like that's what actors do. And I've been a director and I've, I've created content. I love to tell stories. And that's really why I think my Instagram reels do as well as they do is because every single one is a miniature story. And I think the more people understand that, you know, having a beginning, middle and end, giving people away a journey and an experience with everything that they do, they're gonna understand that they'll unlock their audience, you know? But I also think that I'm the kind of person who's always been very vision driven. I can close my eyes, I can picture what it is going to look like for me to accomplish this or do that or do that. And then every single day, I take action to make that vision real. And that's that's it. I mean, that's really it. It's like having a really clear vision. And the way I teach it in my course, I use the map, I'm a huge Disney nerd, is I use the map of Disneyland as a as sort of this analogy of what it's like to build your personal brand, because guess what? Like building your personal brand can be fun. It doesn't have to be like dry and boring. And <laughs> and so I always use the castle as this analogy of your vision. If you don't have, a, imagine Disneyland or Disney World Magic Kingdom without the castle in the middle. Oh my no gosh. one would, right, no one would know where to go. You have to have a clear vision because no matter who enters your world, if that is not clear, no one's going to know where to go and be on board with you for the journey, right?
1: I will use the Tower of Terror because that's what I see everywhere. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Okay. So what? in all seriousness, what keeps people stuck the most?
0: I, well, I think it's the fear of rejection or success, How you know, which I think is two sides of the same coin. They're so afraid of, A, losing followers, B, not being perfect, right? There's a bit of perfectionism, which I think is just another form of self-sabotage. But the imposter you know, syndrome, which we all, I think, suffer from a different version of it, always gets in the way because we're super afraid we're going to do something and not come off perfect. I think that the imposter really, the way I sort of look at this is you have to realize that confidence is not the absence of our self-doubt. I think most people are thinking that when they feel confident, they'll take those actions. Like when I feel good and I know what I'm doing, I'll make that content, I'll make that real. When I have the perfect lighting or the perfect sound equipment or blah, 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 blah. Yes. I know my brand colors, I know my whatever. Like there's always these things, like when this happens, then I'll be ready. I'll feel confident enough to start to do it. Yes, but confidence is not the absence of our self doubt or, you know, those things, it is the acceptance of it. It's the acceptance that, okay, uh, you know, when you look at Beyonce, when you look at these people who have made a huge impact on the world, they didn't get there. Beyonce didn't become Beyonce by being Beyonce. She started as Destiny's child, right? She started like even before that of just, Doing it and trying things and working it out and working it out publicly, and being willing to go—you know—I know I'm going to have doubt. I know people are going to judge me. I know that some things aren't going to hit and do great. But yeah. it's by doing them that I learn how to get to the other side of that and move through it. You're going to have the self doubt. Is going to be there anyway. The self doubt is there in Beyonce, even if you don't see it.
1: Yeah, right? I mean, she has soft shift ears for a reason, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. She puts that persona on, because I think we all have to have a little bit of that under, like, so I think, ultimately, it's the acceptance, okay, you know what, I'm going to accept that I don't have the perfect brand colors at this moment, or the perfect lighting equipment. I'm just going to do it anyway. I'm just going to start, I'm just going to start working towards this vision with what I currently have. And I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm just going to go, you know what, I'm probably really scared deep inside and I can just be like, shit, I'm scared. And I can say that to my audience. I'm scared. I bet you're scared too. All right. Let's be scared together and let's I do this. I feel like there's right? a
1: real about this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Writing it down. <laughs> I think you've
1: done Have you not done it? If not, I will send it to you later.
0: <laughs> I may have, but I'll do another one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So I think that that's ultimately, to me, the imposter syndrome is it's always going to be there. It's never going to go away. It's going to show up in different ways. It's what you do with it. It's if you let it be in the driver's seat or if you allow it to get in the back seat and you drive, you know?
1: Yeah. I'm so glad you said this because right now I was going through my Facebook group before we started and I see so many job openings, and I have my students who are right now, you know, they're getting close to finishing up the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School, and they're afraid to put their name in the hat. And everything you said, I'm going to go tag them to come back and listen, because it's true, like putting your name in the hat before you're ready and being willing to learn on the fly and make mistakes. And, and not one of us, I mess up all the time. I screw things up in my own business, my client's business, um, but there's always more good that comes out of it. And I've never been fired because of that. And I'm just saying I can't be perfect. And it's action. You hit it on the head. It's action that will move it's you just forward. Action.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, over the years of being an actor, it's like I've auditioned for things that I knew I probably couldn't do or I wouldn't be right for. Or, or I've auditioned, taken an offer, gotten an offer for something, and I'm like, I can't actually do it because I accepted this other thing. Oh, my God, I'm so afraid I'm going to burn a bridge. I'm going to piss somebody off. They're not going to like me. Yes. Oh, my God. Listen, if everybody likes us, we are not working hard enough. Our job is not to be liked. (laughs) Our job is to become known, right? And ultimately, over time, the more you're in it and the more people see you and, and you show up consistently, the more people start to trust you, regardless of what's happened in the past. People move through it. People change. You evolve. But you cannot evolve if you're not taking action.
1: So good. So good. I love this. So tell everyone about the freebie you have for us related to all of it.
0: The imposter to influencer map is the map of Disneyland that I use as an analogy to help guide you from imposter to what I call influencer, which is an influential person on your community, on your, doesn't mean you have yeah. to be Kim Kardashian, but yeah. an influencer is somebody who can make an impact on the people in their lives. And so this uses that map of Disneyland as a guide to help you unlock some of the steps that can help get you there.
1: Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see this. I've never known anyone to do something so creative in their freebie. <laughs> I feel like it needs to be in the name because and be more fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs>
1: Your landing page, though, but I'm sure it is. But cool. So, everyone, I'll put that link here in the show notes and you can grab it. And I really want to encourage everyone to go follow Brett over on Instagram. So, I'll link to that here too. But, you know, I don't know how I found you. I honestly don't. I know I found you first and I was like fangirling on your reels. And I don't do that with a lot of people. Let me just tell you. And there was something about you and you do it so well and you do it consistently. I just wanted like you to like encourage, like say something encouraging. I don't have a good question, but I'm just going to tell you what to do. Like give my people some advice on showing up online and putting themselves out there, like just in general, when it comes to reels and their own social media, because my people are scared, they're scared to do it.
0: Yeah, I think most people are scared because they see other people doing it really well or really poorly. Right? And so when you see it bad, you're like, oh my God, I don't want to be that. When you see somebody yeah. doing it really well, you're like, oh my God, I could never do that. And a lot of times people are thinking, well, I don't have anything to share. Yes. And that means you're diminishing the value of connection. Because that's all social media has to be is a chance to connect. And there's so much value in connecting. And this is the thing that drives me nuts about so many marketing coaches out there who teach people, you got to add value, you got to give value and value to people in that space comes off as well i have to have uh, it has to teach them something they have to walk away being able to do something that they weren't able to do before or whatever and the, and the thing that i've learned is my years and years and years of being actors is there is value in making people feel something yes. there is value in making people f- Laugh. There is value in making people smile. There's value in people making people cry. There's value in making people feel something and just feeling related to, just feeling seen. Yes. That's Thank all you. you have to do every day. And when you share, oh my God, I just spilt this coffee everywhere and it's all over this thing, you might think, well, who wants to see that? Everybody. Because it's like, oh my God, I've done that too. Oh my God, I'm not alone in the world. I feel related to, I feel seen. And I think that we just undervalue the simplicity and the opportunity that social media has to do just that.
1: Yeah, and instead we're overthinking it. We're scared of what people will think and judge. scared of judgment when it's really this like huge connection tool. It doesn't have to be like that. No, yeah, and like everybody,
0: Gary Vaynerchuk says this all the time and I'm by the way I'm I by no means I, I like Gary his valuable lessons but I'm not in his world at all but yeah he says all the time everything is content yeah. everything is content this pen is content oh my god I love writing with this pen so much it's so smooth it's purple it's pride month starting in June like I could make a whole ton of content just on this pen alone right now and you might be thinking well how does that get you clients it doesn't necessarily get me clients that should not be the goal right that like just like going to an audition is not about booking the job going to an audition is about connecting it is about the people in the room, the people who watch this going, Oh my gosh, I have that pen too, or I'm going to buy that pen. And they use my affiliate link and maybe I make a little money off of that. But they come in and go, Oh my God, you should follow Brett Schubert and their friends. And then that friend's friend, and then that other friend's friend who starts following me because of their suggestions becomes a client. Boom.
1: So you make it seem so, so easy. And you're obviously good at this because you've been doing it a while and you use it to grow your own audience. And then make your offers later. So like, I love that you see that. And I love your like version of people. I know you see the people behind that and not like the numbers, like even the way you were talking about, if I could just help two people in this space this year. And I think that comes through with your content. And I think we're getting hyper aware of when we're being sold to all the time. I mean, there's the time and the place to like do that and, you know, be promotional and pitch and make your CTAs very clear, but I like that permission to kind of have fun
0: what's the point of doing it if you're not
1: having fun
0: like what's the point yes. point? and yeah there's just so many people who are teaching numbers like you know, how to get to a million followers i just watched this guy he's an instagram coach and he's great and he has a million followers on instagram i know nothing about him if i give him my money where is that money going to who's his wife like what's his life like is he somebody i even want to be associated with he might even i don't know right? Yeah. If you follow me, you know exactly who I am. You know exactly what, where the money is going. So I'd rather have a smaller following of people who are completely invested in my life and know where I stand in my values than have a ton of followers who know nothing about me.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so good. By the way, I signed a new client earlier this year and I had to remove 4,000. <gasps> bad followers and I just gave the phone to my kids and they were like yeah I'll press the phone I'm like anyone who has a Minecraft cartoon gray like cannabis (laughs) I'm like just delete them so they were going through like deleting for me but but yeah you absolutely don't want to grow a following of like the wrong people who aren't engaged who don't care and I was like good waste. it's a waste
0: like yeah you yeah get to a million followers
1: yeah
0: but like you don't know anybody and they don't know you what's the point
1: So I have a question for you about your real production. Do you do it all yourself? I do. Okay. Any tips for like batching or anything? Any quick tips for somebody who's helping a client with them? Yeah. You do it yourself though.
0: (laughs) I do. So I would think if you're helping a client with them, I would create some folders. What I teach in my program is really about pillars of content. So Mm -hmm. if we're creating different pillars that are going to help keep your brand alive, so for me, it's like coffee, Disney, or creativity. So I kind of alternate that. Then there's LGBTQ plus issues. Sometimes I'll, I'll sprinkle that in. But you'll see me talk about coffee a lot. You'll see me talk about Disney. You'll see me talk about Instagram, reels, and social media and branding. So those are kind of my main pillars. So I try to constantly what I would do if I was an ass- assistant is go, okay, I know these are my clients' pillars. Why don't I create folders for them where I save audio or save inspiration from other accounts for them? And then they can go in when they have time and batch shoot that audio and save it to their drafts. And then they have it done. Right?
1: Oh my gosh. That's so good. Cause sometimes you just need a prompt or an inspiration to be able to make That's all you need. If I can
0: literally show up and go, okay, I have energy right now, I'm caffeinated, I look good, (laughs) the the lighting is great, I want to make some reels, if I could just open up a folder where it's like, here, make a reel about this, like this reel could be this, this, and this part of your program, right, this reel could be this, this, and this part of your program, great, I can just like, pump those out and then those reels are ready to go.
1: Yes. What kind of folders are you talking about? Like Google folders or like on your phone or?
0: Well, you could do it in Instagram. You can save when you go click on save, you can create separate albums of saves. So that's one way you could do it. I mean, of course you could always go in. I mean, I think that's an extra step that I probably wouldn't want to do where I could, (laughs) you could download them and put them into a separate folder. But what I would do is go in and save the post and create separate folders for each pillar.
1: Love that. It's like such a good idea. Cause I'm always like, Hey girl, you should do this. You should do this. But I'm also not always doing it at that level, but I'm constantly sending audio. I'm such a dork. I'm like sending it to friends. I'm like, you need to do this one.
0: (laughs) And I I love the idea of folders. That's so helpful. Yeah. I mean, even just doing that, just DMing people and being like, Hey, this would be a great one about this. I do have a friend who's a reels coach. And she'll do that. She'll send me audios that she thinks that I would do really well. And I'm so flattered by it. I'm like, that's so great. I don't have to go looking for it today. You know?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I sent one to my local business owner and um, she owns a flower and plant store and she's like super quirky. It's super cute store. I'm like, you should do this one. And then later she's like, people are always telling me what to do. And she was like so mean about it. I was like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not doing that again, but for your own clients, and your own business besties. And I have a couple of clients that I do help that with. So that's like, you know, it's, it's hard. you got to speak their language. Like where are they working out of? How are they organized? Like everyone well, has a different project management tool. Right. You
0: know? I do have a friend who's a coach and what she'll do is all of her reels are based on her content in her course. So she's much more aligned with what she's selling, which I think is great. It's definitely not how I operate, but so she'll literally go, okay, here's. Here's module one. Let's go through and pull 12 quotes or lessons from that module. And then her assistants will go looking for audio that could work in relation to those. Oh, cool. Right. So that's something you could do. And then that way each week she's like releasing a blog post or a YouTube video and she's got a reels that's associated with it and it's all kind of
1: branded yeah. together.
0: I think that's a really good idea. I, w- I would love to get to a point where I do that. But at the same time, reels for me are like candy. Like I love making them. I don't <laughs> want anyone giving me restrictions. I just want to make them have fun and,
1: and just Be creative. go for it. <laughs> So, Perfect for you. Yeah. Well, Brett, thank you so much for joining us. I encourage everyone to check you out over on Instagram. Say hello. And Please then do. download your Disneyland map to running away from imposter syndrome. I was trying to think of like some Disney saying and I didn't get one, but I'll come up with something later.
0: Somebody say it could be like the fast pass to fast pass out of
1: imposter syndrome. I just kept thinking of like uh, Sleeping Beauty and running out of like the thorns of imposter oh. <laughs> Anyway, I digress. Okay, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your story with my community.
0: Thank you for having me. All
1: right, bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining me on today's episode. This was originally a Facebook Live over in my group. If you want to be a part of the conversation, be watching live, be interacting with us, come join the Facebook group. The link is in the show notes and you'll get lots of good trainings and it's a good way to build your own network and connect with the people who are on this show. It's all about human connection, guys. So I want to encourage you, if you are able to do this work, when you heard me talking about all of that techie fun stuff with Brett and how much he fell in love with it himself, if you want to learn that, my Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School is the way to go. It will get you up to speed, especially if you're listening and you're from Brett's audience or you know somebody who needs extra income. If they can get brushed up in digital marketing skills and be able to do this work, you can totally change the future, have multiple income streams, and be earning a good living so you can live the life that you want. So you can be home with your kids or you can be taking on auditions at the drop of a hat. So the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School is going to open in October. Right now, you can go download my top 10 most requested digital marketing tasks to get an idea of what that work looks like, because maybe this is for you. And I think Brett hit it on the head. Like, not everybody knows this world. And so you've got to speak the language. You've got to speak the speak, know the talk. you got to know who people are talking about. you got to know what these acronyms are. And this is the place to get brushed up, up to speed, and be instantly hireable and work for somebody like Brett. And that could be your dream come true, especially if you fit his community, if you love this topic, this industry. You know, this is the definition of a unicorn getting dream clients where your passions are aligned. That's the dream I have for you. Nobody just wants a job. We're not freelancers because we want to work for the man. We want to work for dream clients and make a difference in this world. And that usually means tapping into our own passions and talent that could very well be theater. All right, I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services.
0: Perfect. Oh my gosh. Can you hear the baby crying? I, I do. Know.
1: I do. I'm so sorry. <laughs> are you, do you need to get him?
0: No, my, my in-laws are here. Oh, okay. We'll just pray that they can help him.